Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezes Hashem, BPM, Shear number 66, this is Bayez Knimi, Shear for Men, Shear number 66. Um, the halacha does not allow men and women to get together and have this behavior called Kalas Reish, which obviously would include drinking alcohol, Halila drugs, things like that. It could cause um, one to take risks. Um, both on the men's side, they'll lose control, act aggressively towards a woman. The woman will take ri- risks and allow herself to exhibit behaviors that are not permitted. Often it's sexual in nature. And alcohol basically... It is the studies that confirm it that attraction is heightened when you consume alcohol. A woman will look prettier to a man after he had had a few drinks. And she, if she drinks, will be more inclined to feel a guy interesting. And it affects that part of the brain. Um, the studies that it, it affects the area of the brain that determines facial attractiveness. And it could create a situation where there's unwanted sexual contact and cholila assault. And some, that's something that one needs to be extremely careful about. It takes away inhibitions. You'll do things that you normally wouldn't do. If a woman's drunk, she may not catch a dangerous situation she's in with, with the men that she's hanging out with or being with right now. And even if you're not drinking um, in front of someone from the opposite gender, the etzim drinking is a serious thing and one needs to be careful. It's not the sheer for now. We had an early feedback on alcoholism, on the dangers of indulging in alcohol. And the idea is, is when wine goes in, secrets come out, and your guards are drop, dropped. And again, when it's a mitzvah, arba kaisis, if you're healthy, and uh, the Purim, and Kiddush, and so on and so forth. And you see that tzaddikim, sometimes they use the wine in those times in the right way. And when they get drunk, tzaddikim, they reveal sayyid For them, it's a holy experience. They don't do it often. And when they do, whether it's on Purim, whether it's whenever it is, very rarely, then they bring forth Tyra. But regular people need to be extremely careful with this and um, be accordingly, and it goes with Purim, and we're basically not going to go into details of it, and everyone understands what, what they need to do with, with regards to alcohol. The idea, now we're going to talk about that this Indian of being Shaimanagia, watching, not touching each other when one is in the Nida period and going back to when, you know, for if for those who are married, it's not Nagia anymore, but when you're going to have sons or daughters that are engaged, um, they have to be very careful with these halachas because when you are um, lax in the Nagia or the Halchasichud, it could create if not a physical connection uh, that that's usser, you know, 
Khalila, it could create emotional entanglements that at this point is unhealthy. That's why in some Amiyites that you sort of limit the time that an engaged couple is together. And to, you know, you could see each other, whatever, use a healthy balance, but too much could could bring certain problems. It's interesting that, um, you know, what what happened was someone had a daughter um, that was engaged and now is pulling herself away from her husband and the parents were concerned what's going on. I've had a sense about it and responded that it seems like could be that it's the do- your daughter's feelings changed because you were as a as a kala she was conducting in a manner that was not allowed to conduct prior to a wedding, meaning they had physical contact and such as that, and that brought about a, the opposite result. And that's why she's distancing from him now. This is a big yisai, the way Hashem put it into the relationship between a husband and wife, especially for a ben and bas Yisrael, when Hashem put the taharas hamishpacha into play in their interactions and in their marriages, that Hashem made it that way. That if one engages in physical closeness to one's wife, when she is a nida, it will lead to estrangement, it will lead to a distance when she is not a nida. Why is that so? Again, it's the Torah law, but behind it, there's also svara of kol Everything has its own time. Couples need to learn to respect each other's boundary, boundaries and communicate clearly. So in unhealthy relationships, one crosses the line. Whether the, they're, they're a bully, they overstep boundaries. Sometimes people pleasers allow themselves to be, um, you know, trampled upon. You have to, both of those opposites. And really, it's very, very important in a marriage to have healthy boundaries. And the whole concept of Tarah Samishbach, the Nida period, besides all the beautiful things, even though sometimes it could be difficult, no one's not. No one's denying that. Sometimes it's hard to have that physical separation when you love each other so much. But nevertheless, when you do create that separation, it creates a special desire for when they're together again. Again, we've mentioned many times that even people that are not um, Jewish, sometimes they devise something similar to what, how we have Taras HaMeshbacha to respark their marriages. And also in the Nida period, you're learning healthy respect of boundaries. So people think that when they're violating halacha by having physical contact, sexual contact, when one's wife is a Nida, putting aside, even though it's sort of strange to say putting aside, but the point being being is that on a oilamazeh gashmi sticker level, on this world level, on just a marriage concept, it can it creates confusion and insecurity into the relationship if there's no boundaries. And when Hashem placed this separation, so when there is not that separation, when there's a contact, it oversteps boundaries. So Mamela, you see 
that just touching could create a further gather and it'll create deep regrets. So that's why it's important to keep these Dini Harchaka. And by keeping those Dini Harchaka, you will grow in your emotional and physical intimacy, while if you don't keep it, it could confuse it and there could be complications. So the side of it is in Yiddishkeit that we we look at sometimes when we're told no with a capital N-O, not to do these inappropriate things, we look at it like, you know, stifling. You know, it's 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 cramping on my freedom of expression. But it's not a no. You're saying no now creates a strong yes to build a binyan adayad. And that's something that we'll talk about. And then, ultimately, you'll enjoy intimacy the right way at the right time. Then we talk about the kayach The kayach of watching your eyes and the 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 concept of of Shmir Seinayim overall, and the women's side, we also discuss this. We say that yes, although it's more emphasized on the men's side, on the male side, it is important for the women as well to watch their eyes. And I explained it over there. But the idea is is like this: is that seeing is connected to the kayach of Chachma. And hearing this connected to the Kayach of Bina, and so on. But seeing has tremendous power. It could give you immense pleasure beyond the Seichel, beyond what you hear. And because it's so powerful, we need to really use it the right way and channel it the right way. What happens is, that's why Shmir Seinayim is so important, because if you have Shmir Seinayim, and you never looked at intimate parts of female bodies that you're not supposed to look at, and even if you did in the past, you did tshuva, and it's removed from you now, then you're more sensitized to connecting with your wife in the most deepest way. While if you still have those external images that creeped into your mind, it gets very confusing and very complicated. It's like the sunlight. You know, when you look up straight into the sun, you'll squint because you want to protect yourself against the powerful rays that could damage your eyes, the optic nerve. If you look directly at the sun and you don't reflexively squint, there's something wrong with it that you don't squint to protect it. doesn't mean that you're eyes are stronger. Oh, I could see the sun. I could No, it means that there's something wrong with your optic nerve. It's damaged. And therefore you're staring straight into the sun. And that could harm you. The same idea with Shmira Seinayim. By not looking, we're keeping our eyes healthy. Our spiritual eyes healthy. When you, Hassan Seifer said this, when you close your physical eye, from things you're not supposed to look at, you're opening up your spiritual eye of what you're supposed to see, and you'll see depths of Tyra. But over here, even on the physical level, you'll see your wife's beauty, your wife's beauty that is meant for you, physical and spiritual. So when you 
dull your senses because outside the marriage, meaning outside that dynamic, you're not careful. Overexposure. There's a it creates a loss of a, mu- a mutual respect. It diminishes the intimacy and connection between a husband and wife. So therefore, and we mentioned this, it's very unhealthy to have unrealistic expectations of men's or women's bodies. Um, you know, you have people that show Photoshop images and advertising. So people have an unhealthy sense of body image that creates a lot of difficult things. We talked about it on the women's side because this also creates problems there because there's evidence that there's a correlation between social media and depression and other mental health issues, especially in young women. Again, it's a men's share now. I'm talking about it to, to build up your wife, to explain to her that you're beautiful as you are. You don't need to compare yourself to other people. And certainly you yourself as a husband shouldn't be doing that. And, but it's even better when not only are you not doing that and you're not comparing your wife to anyone else, you emphasize to your wife, don't compare yourself to anyone else. You're special and beautiful the way you are. And, and like we said, the, co- the correlation between depression and mental illness to social media is the idea is because everyone's showing these pictures of showcasing perfect lives, perfect bodies, in a way that's extremely unrealistic, which is extremely unhealthy. You know, you see a uh, vacation and they're holding hands and they're watching a sunset and that, that's life. And these fantasies can trigger very massive disappointments. Therefore, it's very, very special. It's very, very important not to fall into that. In the book, called, um, I think it was in the Meaningful Life book, Towards a Meaningful Life, but I'm not sure. But the idea being is that love is an emotion that increases in strength through life. People have this concept that, um, you know, uh, what impresses them is maybe a popular singer or, or, or someone very charming. And the idea is it may not be the right person for you. And because you think of love as just like an infatuation type of thing. But it's an emotion. It is an emotion that increases in strength through life. It's about sharing. It's about caring. It's about respecting one another. The love, there is a, there is a special ahava that a kala has for a chasen even in the younger Years and even as they're first getting married, there are strong feelings, Baruch Hashem, most of the time. First of all, if it's not there yet, never to have Chalisha Sadas because the real love, anyway, comes when you build a family unit and you grow and it flourishes. That creates a shared bond and they feel so close to, to each other at, at one point that they can no longer visualize life without his or her mate they can't visualize it and this is the problem again people who have stayed away from television shows and things like that you should be benched and you're protected and baruch hashem and you should stay that way but people who have already been exposed 
are aware that you do not find anywhere there. Even if you get rid of the quote-unquote schmutz, you just, you know, you have a clean show, whatever clean is supposed to mean, you do not see in these shows a deep happiness of a growing family. They don't often show a love between a husband and wife after being married for 30, 40, 50 years. In rare occasions, they actually do, but 99% of the time, they don't. And therefore, it creates this concept that married couples, after years, everything is stale or becomes stale. And we need to uproot that mindset at the outset. Now, about internet, just going to go through this quickly. Everyone has their different opinions about it. Um, and again, in the cultures that they don't have it and they're thriving, Bruchem Kolakavod, it's not backfiring, Kolakavod. Whatever each culture and whatever it is works for them, works for them. It's too big of a subject to discuss. But the idea being, if someone is already going to use internet they have to be very careful. Very, very important to discourage things like Instagram and social media if you can to get away from that. Even if you say technically it's not us, sir. You see, internet, some hold it's the whole thing is trafe. But the more healthy approaches to recognize that whatever Hashem created is for the purpose to serve Him. And anything that you use in life could be misused with terrible results. So if you are, if you could get around the internet and grow in your Avedis Hashem and everything without it, that's beautiful. But if you can't, you have to realize one thing. Internet is amazing things that indeed happen there. Torah is being taught there. They're raising money for tzedakah. They're a tremendous amount. They're connecting with 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 the inyanim of halachas and shmiras, loshen and shmiras einayim. Paradoxically, yes, because they're teaching you the good part of this, or dafyaimi, or other deep shiurim, all via the internet, that brings about a tremendous amount of yirshamayim. People that have trouble learning. They have certain shiurim that could help them learn, and so on and so forth. So it could be used in a beautiful way. But the problem is, is that it could be misused in a beautiful, in a terrible way. So one has to be extremely careful. Another danger of internet, let's even take it as a given that all the bad stuff is gone, meaning there's no, everything is tzniyas. Everything is filtered to the extent where there's nothing not kosher. Let's say even if the internet would be a place and a world where there's 100% certainty that you're never going to see or hear anything inappropriate, it's still a problem because what happens is is that so much amount of time that people utilize the internet, and I'm not just talking about the, 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 the negative stuff, but even just the neutral stuff, getting caught up with it, takes away time from our spouses, from our children. It creates a havoc. It creates chaos with our intimacy, with our physical intimacy, with our wives and with our husbands. And it gets in the way of our sleep. We need more sleep. And we don't get sleep because we're busy till midnight 
with what we're interested in in the internet. So even barring and taking away any negative aspects, so there's no quote-unquote tumor there, even if you're successful 100%, and they figure that out away, and there's no sakona, and you're protected, it's still unhealthy when there's an imbalance with that. And that's a very important thing to understand and to know. This is the idea. One needs maturity. One needs discretion with everything in life. That's why it's important that if you are exposed to internet and you're using it, you be smart, selective of how much you expose yourself to it. It's very important to your emotional health and to build a strong marriage to make sure that you have this internet under control. And again, we could talk about the negative effects of looking at images that could that could really hurt a marriage terribly, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking even when there is no such thing, but the obsession of it, of the social media and everything else, creates a rift between a husband and wife and messes up with their emotional health, their emotional life, and their physical intimate life as well. Which is clear as day that that's what happens. The Kaddish Baruch will help that we should be zaycha to reach a type of society where it is all, the impurity will disappear from the world and we'll see the honor of Hashem and everything that we use in the physical realm is towards serving Hashem and bringing Kedusha and awareness of Hashem into this world and into our homes and into our marriages. Baruch